I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Simpsons Live Show. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, you right. Oh, wow. This is great. Well, I'm your host, of course. I'm the head bee guy, Bob Mackey. And who is with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert. That name again is Henry Gilbert. And who else is here? And I'm Chris Antista, the rockin' dog. And more on that later. Uh, so, <laughs> who out there has heard of us? Uh, whoa. Boo, all of you. Wait a minute. Better question. Who out here gives us money? <laughs> yes, All right. Yeah. Anyone with a lowered hand owes Jay. us a drink after the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, so before we begin, a, a small dog, not unlike Lassie, was just run over in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And I'm very sad to announce that. Now, who's ready to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as on our podcast, Chris, do you have a history lesson for us? I do. Normally, you guys have heard the show before? Yeah. And normally I say what happened on the week the show aired and we're doing this live and I don't know anyone listening to it and this day isn't special yet. Uh, so, you know, I can't say like Bill Gates bought something and OJ stabbed somebody because I don't, I don't know what's happened today, but I wanted to get a little bit of news that will last for two years. Uh, all right. So you want to know what happened on this two years in history? Does this premise make sense? I think it does. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, no talkers. Right. Right, so, uh, here we go. Give me the little dun dun dun. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, oh boy, Bobby. Nuclear threats from North Korea loom. Hollywood reels from the latest allegations of sexual misconduct. And boy, howdy, did the president really step in at this time. Ah. Uh, I have one, Chris, from the future. What's that? Bill Cosby dies. Oh, shit. His hair before being executed in prison. <laughs> He's going to be executed in prison. We all know it. You see how happy everybody got? Yes. Uh, They're Simpsons the fans. You've grown up to was... hate Cosby before any of this shit came We're out. We're the new kings of comedy. Move over. So uh, in case you don't know, and most of you do know, we cover the Simpsons in chronological order. We do episode by episode. Uh, we're in season seven now. And you're probably really excited for us to do that, but we're not doing that tonight. That's right. No refunds. Uh, today, we're doing a much different topic, and that topic is the many jobs of Homer Simpson. Uh, Homer has had many jobs over the years, and we're going to talk about our favorites, and then in the end, we're going to have you vote for, the, for your favorites of our favorites. Mm-hmm. You're going to do the applause meter? Sense. Yes, we're going to use a very uh, informal applause meter for yeah, this. Kids so, court style. It was pretty accurate in our last live show. That's true, that's true. Oh, the one where nobody cheered for me? What's important is that Chris lost, and that's what I cared most about. But he won by losing. (laughs) So to introduce the topic, so Once Upon a Time, The Simpsons was a show about a working-class guy trying to feed his family and, you know, trying to make it in the go-go 90s. And then after about a season, that got really old. Mm -hmm. So they started giving him all kinds of wacky jobs to do. And the 90s were very different than today. In the 90s, a man could go through four or five jobs a year and then safely return to his normal job when he failed. <laughs> and right now, there are no jobs, which is why we're doing this here. Hi. For free. <laughs> I had to pay for that drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, in today's gig economy, I guess somebody would have the same job every time, but not be able to afford, you know, mortgage or children. Yeah, or, you know, uh, shelter. <laughs> yeah, not shelter. <laughs> so uh, before we begin, let's talk about Homer's core profession, safety inspector at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. Mm. So uh, if you're a mega nerd, you will know that Homer was not always a safety inspector. Yes. Uh, he got that job. He started as a nuclear technician hired under pro- uh, sorry, President Ford's project Bootstrap. That's, we Thank were, you, President Ford. Doing, in the course of doing the show, we got to revisit the first season. And it's really weird that for the first five episodes, like Homer didn't wasn't the safety inspector. You know the intro where he pulls the rod out of his... 
That was Homer's normal job. He hasn't done that in 30 he was years. A, he was a rod but it's still in the interest. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a rod swapper. Uh, but he hasn't done that in 30 years. He's been safety inspector because of after a suicide attempt. Do you remember Homer Odyssey? How come no one laughed at suicide? It's uh, yeah, episode <laughs> episode three of the series. The uh, the dad tries to kill himself. Yeah, and that's why the Simpsons became a hit. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. The family just looks at him like you were gonna kill yourself. He's like, not anymore. Yeah. He couldn't even hide it. He couldn't like throw a razor over his shoulder. He had a boulder tied to his neck. That's, yes. that's how you committed suicide in the 90s, millennial. I mean, that would be, I think that lends itself more to comedy than a 40-year-old father putting a knife to his throat. <laughs> Much different show. It's more of a yeah. family guy kind of joke. Ooh. We won't talk about that here. Ooh, so, family guy, right? Yeah. Ooh. Dude, Seth MacFarlane is here. He's a patron. Uh, he's no. too busy being a uh, movie star, and he shouldn't be. <laughs> so let's move on to, uh, so we, we covered uh, Homer's job at the nuclear plant. And he uh, got that job despite not knowing anything about the profession, not yeah. knowing anything about the field. And the jobs he had before that, they really had nothing to do with his current position. So in order, his jobs were the windmill turning guy at Sir Putz a lot mm -hmm. uh, that could easily be replaced by like a mechanism. He did that job <laughs> uh, for about eight years. And then he was a trainee at the Gulp and Blow. Uh, and he moved from that to nuclear technicians. So as you can see, uh, President Ford, it was all him. It had nothing to do with a meritocracy or anything like that. Homer never made it to the guy who hands out putters. No, no, no. He's, he was definitely qualified for it. But The pitch and putt? Uh, is, it, is it Sir Putts a lot or is that a oh, no, it was Sir Putts a lot. The yeah. pitch and putt's a different place. Yes. Just argue about this forever. <laughs> so I, we know he's a safety inspector, but it's not mm -hmm. really clear what he does. I think the show has made it apparent that he, is just, uh, he just has to watch one meter and alert somebody if that meter goes beyond a certain threshold. And I, that's been pointed out in episodes like Homer Defined, where he, he spills the grape stuff from the donut on the meter, and the plane almost melts down. And also, King Size Homer, where he works from home after getting a ton of weight, mm -hmm. and he is monitoring the core temperature. So, again, something he, could, something he does can be replaced by a simple mechanism. Yeah, or a chicken he can eat. Yeah, yes. a chicken that he ate, or mm -hmm. a brick. Uh, to a lever. <laughs> or a hound dog or a drinking bird. Well, I mean, the way you put it to me is like when the grape jelly was over that button, that's literally the only thing he needed to watch. <laughs> yes. Is the, and he failed. Is the, has the plant mounted down? No. Ah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so is there anything else we need to discuss about the nuclear plants? Uh, no, I mean, he's just been in and out of there so many times. It's not even the way he gets other jobs. It's, it's actually a pretty awesome job that he can just leave whenever he feels like it. Exactly. That's true. So I'm pretty sure Burns has explicitly fired him like 10 times on the show. Several times. It's and good that Burns does not remember who he is. That's very vital to being rehired at the point. I don't know. Burns said he had the sword of Damocles right over <laughs> Homer's head. I'm sure it's just waiting to drop. Any day Coming now. one of these days. Yeah, and we should point out that in older episodes of the show, and maybe the first two seasons, they would at least build in a scene where it's like, okay, this man is supporting his family and leaving a job. We need to make sure... The audience knows he has things figured out. He's going to talk. How much time you want off? Four years? Five yes. years. Five. Like talking to his supervisor yeah. or at least doing that. But at, after a certain point, it's like, no, you know what? He can just do whatever he wants. And if you, if you complain, you're a nerd. And we do. And that's why we're here. <laughs> I'd like to think that's how safe the Springfield nuclear power plant is. Yeah. You can walk away for that amount of time. Well, it's a union gig, so oh. it's kind of a life, that job. More anti-union sentiment from Talking I Simpsons. Know. No, the Simpsons really <laughs> hate unions, guys. It's, it's very strange. Yes, another thing from the 90s that we'll never have again. So, uh, <laughs> let's talk about jobs. Who wants to go first? We each have our own selection of three jobs, and from that selection, we'll each choose one that's our favorite, mm -hmm. and that will be the one you vote for. Yes, it is confusing, yes. and I'll explain this again at the end of the show. <laughs> Just know you're going to vote at the end, but, but think it, of it, these things. But there's some that aren't going to be, like, 
Dancing Homer isn't on this list because, uh, I mean, he's just a, it's, he's a wannabe mascot. He's been a better guy in a costume in other episodes. Yeah, and I think we talked about, uh, we, we did cut out the job that he worked for Hank Scorpio because that mm. was not the interesting part of that episode. In fact, it's not really clear what he does outside of telling people to type faster. <laughs> so it that's not very fun to talk job. about. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, well, I'll go first, though, with my pick, which is Astronaut. Astronaut Ooh. is Homer's job. Oh, we got some cheers. <laughs> Fans of the astronaut, yes. That was uh, in the classic season five episode, Deep Space Homer, written by Dave Merkin, directed by uh, Wes Archie. You know, I Ooh. shouldn't say these things because I don't have the notes for all the other sure. episodes. We can't edit this out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now we'll look stupid. <laughs> no. No, uh, in Deep Space Homer, he became an astronaut after calling NASA to demand Tang and mm-hmm. explain about uh, the, the launches, but he. It was a job he lucked into. He was not correct to get, but it is the highest status job I'm pretty sure Homer has ever had is astronaut. It's just that, I mean, he's probably, he's had jobs that pay more or that even get more, you know, buzz, but astronaut had the most responsibility, had a PR team behind him from yeah. the government advertising th- a regular yeah. man can go it, into space. It had the most national pride behind it, I think. <laughs> yes, and America was proud of Homer. To put it in perspective, has anybody see, seen Apollo 13? Gary Sinise practiced for 20 years to go into space and couldn't. He had a cold? What was it? I forget what happened, but he couldn't uh, go to space. Homer Barney was in a bar, and he <laughs> almost got to go. I think it would involve space dust, Chris. Uh, space dust. But Homer went through all the training of being an astronaut, of drinking medicine-y liquids and turning into Popeye, <laughs> and he got sent into space. He had the right, what's that stuff? Mm. Oh, yeah. But we do the in. show to explain <laughs> references like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the right stuff. No the right, one knows the that right, movie. Uh, who has seen the right stuff under the uh, age of 40? show you 40-year-olds. Like, oh. Let me see. Uh, see? A- Apollo 13 <laughs> wasn't out yet. They couldn't reference the better movie. <laughs> I don't know. The right stuff is maybe good. Mm, space truckers. I haven't seen it either. But, but that Homer put all this work into being an astronaut, though he also gets kind of carried along the way. Like, he was not the right person to go into space and still makes it work. No, I mean, he was, he was hired just to appeal to the, uh, the Tim Allen watchers of the world <laughs> as the working-class, dim-witted schlub, basically. And also, while Homer went into space, he almost killed Buzz Aldrin and <laughs> did kill a bunch of ants and, like, sent them into the void of space. So, and, and then almost, if you think about when they crash-land into that media convention, he almost killed all of them, That's too. That's true. Mm-hmm. So... Homer had a very like high potential body count on that one. So again, more power. And lastly, not to make a Tim Allen reference, uh, but lastly, that the astronaut thing I, I love the most because it was controversial within the show. The Matt right. Groening on the commentary for the episode is very clear of like, I didn't want Homer to go into space. It's too crazy. This was supposed to be a guy who... I'm Matt Groening. In- I'll never make a space show ever. No spaceships. <laughs> no future <Never>. stuff. <laughs> Too ridiculous. Uh, it's far too silly. What, is there going to be a sassy robot there? No. Uh, yeah, so Matt Groening was against it. Other writers were not fans of it. You can see that, too, in the episode Homer's Enemy, where Frank Grimes, Grimey as his friends called him, uh, Frank Grimes is like, you were an astronaut. You went into space. You, Homer. And it's just... You've never Fra- been? Frank Grimes. <laughs> Frank Grimes represented... The assholes in the Simpsons audience who are just like, it's impossible for him to go into space and then be a normal guy after that. Yeah, he's, he, he's been an astronaut. Uh, Frank Grimes entered the show to destroy it. I mean, but it is uh, different now that there was that guy who was in space and we all loved him until he lost his YouTube channel. What's that guy's name? 
He's, exactly. He's uh, saying a song in space and no one remembers him anymore. Did, did he film a corpse in space? Is this it's the right guy? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hatfield? Let's hear it. See, no one knows. Yeah. No, one knows. Well, no one cares about space anymore. You people have uh, a problem. So, so, yeah, the astronaut would have been seen as a shark jumping moment, I think, if it happened in season 16. Or the 50s. Or in the f- <laughs> <laughs> but since it happened in season five, it's a beloved memory. It really is. It really is. <laughs> and uh, are you? Uh, is that your spiel about the astronaut? That's the astronaut, okay. yeah. But I'd like to know what you I, think. I have a good one. And that's uh, from the episode Homer the Smithers, mm. where Homer becomes Smithers. To fight Smithers, you must become him. Uh, so, in case you forget about the, the episode in question, after being insulted by Lenny with a, with a brutal thumbs up and his beer reeked of uh, beer and pretzeled bread, <laughs> Smithers blamed himself for that assault and Burns made him go on a vacation. So, in order to get someone who wouldn't outshine him, Bur- uh, Smithers hired Homer to replace him. And that was after doing a search in the nuclear power plant database for the words lazy, clumsy, dim-witted, and monstrously ugly. Unfortunately... Put your hands up, people. Yep, that's, uh, uh, that's also me. Uh, so that brought up every employee in the plant. So, of course, uh, he says, nuts to this, I'll just get Homer Simpson. And again, <laughs> at that point, that is the show saying, yes, we don't need to build in reasons for Homer to do things anymore, including Smithers telling Burns, yes, all of the recent events in your life have revolved around him in some way. So I, I think the rest, of the, Spr- the rest of Springfield by this point has realized the Simpsons have like a gravity that pulls all the rest yes. of them towards them. So they just give up. They're like... I guess I'll just do a thing with the Simpsons there. They are the most important people in that universe. Uh, so Homer's job is basically, as Smithers explains it, uh, it's not one job, it's more like 2,800 smaller jobs, including lying to Congress, light typing, things like that. <laughs> and why I chose this is because uh, this is season seven Homer, he's less of a jerk. He, he's really devoted to being a good Smithers, even though he, mm. he makes it bad at every turn. He's so devoted that he is willing to tape Little Rascals instead of watch it at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> that is how devoted he is to being uh, the new Smithers. And he gives Mr. Burns all the updates he needs, like when his car has been towed and when his car has been crushed into his cube and when his cube needs to be moved. So <laughs> these are all important things to do. But most importantly, I think, Homer... As, as Smithers, why I think this job's important, he did what we all want to do as employees, and that's punch our boss in the face. And, uh, and he was not only not arrested, it, it, all, it all worked out. He got a fruit basket. Uh, Mr. Burns learned how to be self-reliant because he was too afraid of his assistant to rely on him. And, yeah, I mean, that, I think, it all worked out for Homer in that case. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Burns this? learned how to drive through that violence. That's true. Right. <laughs> I'm a motorist. <laughs> His toting uh, was right. on par. It really was. And genuine. Is that where he, when he caught cereal on fire? It yeah, was. He, uh, it was a great moment. Homer he, over the fiery cereal with his eyes just going, hmm. This is yeah. awesome to do live. I didn't have to make a joke at all. I just he, reminded you of The Simpsons. He did. That's yeah, the like, whole point of this show. Yeah, we don't have to work hard. We're, we're just, we're just reciting jokes funnier people wrote. Uh so thanks for showing up. This is what uh, a parasite looks like. Yes. Uh, yeah, Homer even punched a hole in the microwave and had like a kebab with like <laughs> toast and eggs and bacon on it. Uh, and then we also got the great line about donuts being ethnic food. Yes, but no <laughs> ethnic food. <laughs> no, uh, but he tried, Homer tried really hard. He could have, they could have done the yeah. episode all the same with Homer just not trying at all and yeah. just burn gelling at him. But then you wouldn't feel bad for Homer. Like you, you have to hate Burns as well. And this was also when Burns finally learned Homer's name. That's too. true. That's true. And I mean, he really earns punching Mr. Burns in the face for all the work he puts in. I feel like he gets one punch, and that's fine. And I mean, ultimately, 
uh, he gives Smithers back his reason for living by, again, mauling Mr. Burns, this time on accident, by pushing him out of a window in a fight with Smithers. So That bear finally went to good use. Yeah, that, that awful bear that's in the background of every Mr. Burns shot, it actually was a prop in an episode. Who knew? So yeah, by, by wounding Mr. <laughs> Mr. Burns, uh, Mr. Burns learned that he needs Smithers in his life, and Smithers got his job back. And I think mm. Homer tried, and he also made Mr. Burns and Smithers realize how important their codependent relationship really is. Oh. And that's oh. what means the most in life. Bad relationships. <laughs> Anybody here want to ship Smithers and Burns? Uh. Um. So yes, that's my, that's my exploration of uh, Homer as Smithers. Uh, Chris. Chris? Well, mine is from the episode Homer versus the 18th Amendment, and it's the job of Beer Baron. Right? Because... It's uh, more of a criminal profession, I think. Mmm, <laughs> organized crime. No reason. Oh, because I love alcohol and I have a problem. <laughs> um, no, because I, I love that. I love historically all the great things Prohibition has brought us. A good Simpsons episode. Uh, organized crime. Opium, which is like beer you can smoke. <laughs> if anybody has any opium, see me. A NASCAR. NASCAR is the product of bootleggings. People are nodding their head. They've heard this story, right? These fucking hayseeds running moonshine at Texarkana, clocking themselves. We got to build a circle we can drive in and see who drives the fastest. They could, that's, that's, they, that's, sorry, they could only turn left on those runs, exactly. though. It was very, they were easily caught by the police. It was. I only know that because it's sort of a plot point in Cars 3, and I accidentally uh, watched Cars 3. Cut. Honestly, Cars 3 may be the best Cars movie, but that's, the, I mean, that's a low, low that's bar. Like, that's like saying I have the prettiest turd. <laughs> <laughs> it has the least cable guy content per minute. Yeah, they cut, they cut down the on him. But uh, I love the Beer Baron episode. I love the understated performance of uh, Dave Thomas. No applause Rex for Dave Bandit. Thomas. That is so Guys, sad. He, he founded so Wendy's. He founded, founded Wendy's. Wendy's. No. He died today. Depending on when you're listening. I don't know. Uh, We did, by the way, behind the scenes thing, we made fun of Mort Walker on an episode that is yet to go up, and he just died yesterday. You know what I say to that? Good. (laughs) Nobody ever laughed at Beetle Bailey. (laughs) Now you get to suck in God's newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) That was really mean. This is really Um, all about slandering 94-year-old men, this show, ultimately. Um, but I, what, I, what I wanted to do, because uh, I am a shallow individual who only cares about money, mm. is look into the amount of money you make by bootlegging. Because uh, so not only is this a good job for Homer because um, it's, it's fucking it's glamorous, isn't it? But bootlegging alcohol, I found a story from the New Yorker from 1926 called A Bootlegger's Story, How I Started. Uh, and he made, he made $10,000 a year in 1926 fucking flapper money which translates to 140k a year for, for, for slinging fake hooch. Pretty good. You probably have some in your bathroom and don't even know about it. And, uh, and Check your toilet tank when you get home. Everybody. And on the risk factor, I looked into the prison time. None of your fucking jobs had any real risk. <laughs> this is prison time. And I, did, I couldn't believe it because how, what's, what's the penalty for bootlegging? Mash liquor. Anybody else from the South had a little mm-hmm. mash moonshine? No, just me. It's cool. Um, <laughs> Penalties for bootlegging, uh, maximum five years in prison, which is one year less than pirating movies. So, yeah, yeah, you can poison people all you want and get less time than for fucking torrenting Now You See Me Too. Wow. Like, so what if I artisanally age ecto-cooler? Uh, I, I don't share it with anybody, just, just for me. This is something that's waiting to happen. Somebody needs to make a fake alcoholic ecto-cooler. Yeah, for, for, for millennials. Do I we mean, have any ecto-cooler here? What? 
No. Why, why did I say that? I was trying to. I was trying to segue into someone getting me a drink, but <laughs> like, uh, uh, it's got to be orange. Have a picture of Slimer on it. Yeah. But Homer's beer baron too. He took a lot of pride in it. He loved. He did. The, he loved the fame of being a, a criminal. I don't want to get mushy, but we we love podcast and made a podcast. Mm-hmm. Homer didn't love space. <laughs> like when you, when you get to do something that you love, even though it's dumb. Why did mm-hmm. he? I don't know why he used bowling balls. He built a tunnel. Tubes. Yeah. Tubes. There could have been tubes, but it was just to roll bowling balls out there. But the ingenuity is nice. And the idea that he almost caught his house on fire with fake booze. I've always wanted to make... bathtubs is pretty great. If, yeah. you're, if you're a man, you've always wanted to make booze in your bathtub, right? I'm not... Totally <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some light nods. It's okay. It's a cliche. It happens. Just to roll around in it. has to be white. It happens to me all the time. I want to make <laughs> beer in my bathtub. It's I'd fine. also say the beer baron is one of the few Homer jobs that he gets to do with Bart. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's oh, he can them. pass it down to his son. <laughs> by, by do with Bart, you mean incriminate him. Oh. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's a minor. He'll get away with it. But that's not my favorite job by a long shot. <laughs> uh, thank you. That is not my favorite uh, job by a long shot. I'm trying Somebody to make Henry Somebody just shouted, no, again. he won't from the audience. No, he won't. <laughs> it was uh, Mike, that you. guy. <laughs> thank uh, you. All right, well, mine yes. is also mob-affiliated in mm-hmm. a way. It's boxing. It's oh, Homer's, Homer's job as a boxer. Oh. Ah, getting some support for that. Everybody, yeah. who's a big fan of CTE? Yes. Yeah. Well, so yeah, in season eight's The Homer They Fall, made long before we knew about the horrors of CTE and concussions. Oh, uh, to its credit, if you've looked into CTA, it explain, explains why it can't happen to Homer. Because mm-hmm. his brain isn't pinging around on the walls it of his skull. It will never hit his skull. Because yeah. that's why he can survive. So, yeah, despite the multiple lesions we've heard about in uh, yeah, that's the true. clip show. Well, also, they didn't spot the crayon in his brain when they scanned <laughs> his true. brain. Like, uh, there's some inconsistencies in this show. Uh, I think we're the first to point that out. Yes. No. Uh, I, right. I will have you know Hibbert's thumb is not covering his brain scan and, in that episode and, ben, right. and Bender was always slightly on his side I love that yes. <laughs> Bender's never been on his back before what are you talking about <laughs> no, uh, but yeah so Homer through defending his son in front of Mo and Mo seeing that he can be punched in the face an unlimited number of times Mo turns <laughs> Homer into Technically a boxer, but more like a punching bag for hobos. That's right. In the episode, I believe he was called a brick hit house, (laughs) which is great. Sandwich. Uh, Yeah. Thanks to old kid Mo, he set up Homer with a bunch of fights to make him at least enough money to wax his car whenever he feels like it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it identified that Homer can't be knocked out apparently. And so, meanwhile, though, in this episode. Uh, we also get to meet Don King, but not really Don King, just a man who is, uh, looks just like him and has just as much money. Yeah. Lucius Sweet. That just well, tells me there is a, there's a, a real-life corollary to every person in the real world uh, in Springfield. Yeah, I believe that. But, on, but in that episode, Homer then goes from just a carny attraction, pretty much, to fighting, <laughs> to fighting their version of Mike Tyson. After yeah. Mike Tyson gets out of jail, Dredrick Tatum... And I think that's another reason I like the boxer one and that episode because it was ripped from the headlines of 90s boxing, which involved people complaining fights were too short. Do you remember that? And when like Tyson got out of jail and like kept beating people up in one minute, but was a <laughs> rapist, so he couldn't have sponsorships, so she got them. That guy he beat got punched out by a slice of Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> well, like, I that, mean, because he was such a bad boxer, that's he, the endorsement he got. He had the physique of Tor Johnson, <laughs> yes. so. And that's kind of shove him a we little. We speculated that it was like someone like 
Yeah, Tor Johnson applause. I dig that. Yeah. Drink later. One loser um, in the crowd. <laughs> well, so it was awesome to see Homer got all this fame and fortune being the white guy who gets beat up by Mike Tyson, which was like a rotating job in the world of boxing <laughs> at one time. And, and, just, and, butter, and the rise of Butterbean. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Butterbean was a guy who like did factory blue collar work. And we, some people are nodding, but he's like a big out of shape bald dude with Broad shoulders that took Ketswell, but also hit back. Well, for our crossover wrestling fans, I'd remember him from his match against Bart Gunn at and WrestleMania thank you for 15. Out instead of the Royal Rumble, which our friends did not. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Jesus I, Christ. They'd rather watch fake sports than actual comedy. Than fake comedy. <laughs> we'll name them at the end of the show. Just wait. Uh, but okay, yes. And also, I like him being a boxer because Homer is not an athlete in yeah. the slightest. Unlike when he at least worked out a ton to become a mountain climber in that episode. And this one... It is that Homer stays at the same level of poor health as a boxer. And then also just how much you pity Homer when he is in his fight with Dredrick Tatum. Like, the punch coming down on top of his yeah. head. And just the way Homer just goes, oh. It, it, is, it really is so worse sad. than uh, the episode where he's fighting the bigger brother, Tom. Yes. And he gets uppercutted over a fire hydrant and lands just with his head on the concrete. This is more painful than it looks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wince more at that punch to the head. I feel like yeah, Homer's skull broke. There, there are a lot more painful drawings. Yes, and lastly, that you got to see rip from the headlines, Fan Man show up. Fan Man. Who's <laughs> old enough to remember Fan Man? I'm not. Yeah. But it was the coolest thing that's ever happened. Uh, the Tor Johnson guy yeah, knows Fan Man. the Tor Johnson man. guy gets every reference. <laughs> Simpsons was made for you. <laughs> so, yeah, the boxer is my second favorite. Not my first, but my second favorite mm -hmm. Homer job. I see. Well, up next, um, I'm going to talk about Homie the Clown, a great episode. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I'm going to steal this criticism from Chris, who made a really great point in that Homie the Clown is not the best Simpsons episode, but it might be the funniest episode. It, it is just wall-to-wall -wall gags, uh, yeah. mostly of Homer getting hurt. but uh, really, Burn really... that seat. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm trying to get over there. Yes. That needs to be the new, yes. Yes. Also, Flanders like getting shot, more? just like, Whoa. Yes, in the, in the <laughs> oh, speed holes Lord. discussion. So, yes, the over there thing is from when Krusty uh, is pointing the, the, the lovable Love child over, over to uh, Homer. Over should be yes. more, yes, no one's, no one's laughing. It's fucking a good so, line, though. It's a good it's, line. We're going we're gonna to make it a good line. We will. Uh, Come use at the bar. <laughs> over there. After the show. Is it working? So, previously in the show, I think you guys are going to agree with me, that Homer had no affinity for Krusty the Clown or clowning in general or the glory of being a clown. Well, no. he's a human surrogate. We all feel that way, right? That's true. I mean, so, I mean, when the show sets this up, it's like basically Homer is so susceptible to advertising because he is stupid. <laughs> he has to buy everything that's advertised to him on New Billboard Day. And one of those is enrolling in Krusty's Clown College. And mm -hmm. you can't eat that. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you can try, but it would not make for a great episode. Uh. Um, but this episode actually digs deep into Simpsons lore because the creation of Krusty the Clown is basically the show telling you that uh, Bart has no respect for Homer but he has respect for a clown that looks exactly like Homer and who is a much worse person. So it only made sense that Krusty, uh, sorry, Homer become Krusty at some point. Yeah. And that's, it, that's a joke they didn't really ever end up exploring, but it is real that Graining, he's, Bart is not supposed to recognize his hero in Homer. And in this mm -hmm. episode, they have to remove Krusty items from Homer so they don't look identical. Yeah. He does I, not have the top of the hair because he it wouldn't, like has a slightly... Point of your nose. He doesn't they, have the uh, line the under his hair. eye. Well, Homer has a painted on nose, not the circular nose, and yeah. no teft of hair on top. But Otherwise, they look the same. Well, it's also that this was a thing Graining liked in the first season. He even said, like, oh, we'll have a reveal that Homer's yeah. been secretly crusty this whole time, which wouldn't even work 
in the first in Krusty's first appearance, which was in the shorts, yeah. they show Homer watching him on a live broadcast. So even from the first short, Krusty is not Homer. That was never what they were. And then they had to dinner do. together. Yeah, they eventually had dinner together. Well, I mean, Homer ID'd him in the in the courtroom. That's true. Yes, this is like the clone saga or something. I don't want to talk anymore about this. So okay, so this is the so even though Homer has no interest in clowning, it's the perfect profession for him because the pants fit him extremely well. And as Baggy! we see, again, great one-liners. I was being Maggie. Krusty's just mad that like Homer is finding joy in what Krusty hates. Krusty really hates being a clown. It's obvious. Yeah. So uh, Homer majored in squirting flowers. We see a great like bank shot. Uh, he learned to create bl- balloon animals without blinding children in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, he learned that if a wealthy dowager shows up at your party, <laughs> you have to kill her. Are there any wealthy dowagers here tonight? Uh, no, this crowd is far uh, too young. We do have one. Yes, okay, well... <laughs> Somebody, somebody get her out of here. This is going to be a dangerous night. Uh, oh, boy. So, um, Such a problem with demographics. Yes. <laughs> so just like, just like with Homer the Smithers, Homer puts his all into this, but he's very bad at it. As we see in the famous, uh, uh, don't, don't, he's already dead. Sorry, stop, stop, he's already dead. Stop, he's when, already uh, dead. He's unveiling the new Krusty Burger. Yeah. Check his medical alert bracelet. bracelet. So in case you don't know this scene, uh, Homer mortally wounds the Estonian dwarf, who... <laughs> Who always like has some creative role in The Simpsons? He's either you know standing in for Lisa mm-hmm. or standing Milhouse in for Milhouse. He stands in for Milhouse when he's hurt. Uh, I mean, Homer's so into it that he's willing to kill a man to stay in character, which tells I, me a lot. No, partially I blame that on Homer getting a head injury from dropping uh, through the crusty burger <laughs> stuff. True. He might just be very confused. There was a lot of head trauma, including when he shows up at Milhouse's house and hits a tree, and then seconds later. Uh, awkwardly out. flies out of the windshield. I think that, though, maybe fits, too, for Homer, why he's so good at being crusty is that he's indestructible. Like, that is he true. Can, he can do all the clowning he wants and not show any damage. I mean, Krusty has addicted to nicotine. He's got a cripple in Percodan uh, mm. addiction. He's, he's got he a lot of problems. He bets on the generals. That's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Though so, both him and Homer have had uh, open heart surgery as well. That is true. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So I want to <laughs> say that what Homer gets out of being a clown is the perks of being mistaken for Krusty. And we don't see many of them, but we do see he gets a great free can of paint. Look at it. Look at, <laughs> Look at it. it. And he also gets a complimentary issue of gigantic asses, yes. which I have yes. tried to find gigantic asses on the shelf, and I'm asked to leave no. that store. <laughs> Barnes well, & Noble will not let me in. Why, they think you're in, insulting them by saying, like, do you have a gigantic ass? <laughs> oh, it's how, it's how you ask. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, when we get to the end of the episode, I, I think you guys might agree with me, and I hope you do I that. Do, you know I do. This episode ends with one of the greatest pieces of animation in The Simpsons history in which Homer and Krusty are forced to perform this trick on a tiny bicycle together in tandem, going all across a bar, across a pool table, all these different camera angles, and... Homer, we learned that Homer will perform best under the threat of death. So that should be a common element in his life. If he wants to get something done, have someone hold a gun to him off screen. Well, technically, though, at the, if you consider him almost causing nuclear meltdowns, he's really on the verge of death all it's the true. time at his job. I mean, he is spreading the death around a bit, but that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. He's also almost drinking acid at his job and not even realizing and his, it. His face would have been red. So, <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, you will see, if, like, I like animation cells, and I want to find that one that is just Homer and Krusty's taint. Yeah. There's no character model for <laughs> underneath the Simpsons' the bodies. Someone... But the camera goes there as they ride over it. Yes, you're not. It's, oh, it's not funny. 
I'm making a point. Someone had to lovingly draw that and send it overseas. Yes. Uh, I mean, that episode is one of David Silverman's best. Where it's it really, really is, pretty. Yeah, it's a David, really pretty. And if you're an Italian, we, like my, I remember my dad laughing because, like, I haven't been stereotyped on TV in years. This is so. Ah, yeah, I know, and I know. And it, like, it, it was really funny. He was losing his shit. That character did not stick around, though. I know. Too offensive. Like, two background jokes. So yeah, that's my uh, little spiel about Homie the Clown, and I think uh, you'll agree with me. It's great. The Simpsons will be right back. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. Hello, everybody. It's me, Bob Mackey, and a fine mahawk to you all. Now, I know Henry normally does these interstitial segments, but I'm here making a special appearance to talk to you about the Talking Simpsons Patreon and to sell you things. First off, I really hope you're enjoying this recording of our second live show. It was a blast. I met some amazing people, and I want to tell you, please look forward to more of these because the venue liked us, we liked the venue, and we want to start doing a lot more shows because we just had a blast. Now, you're listening to this on the free feed, and you might be wondering, even though we talk a lot about it on the show, what is up with the Talking Simpsons Patreon? Well, I'll tell you, it is a great way to get tons and tons and tons of podcast content for just $5 a month. That includes all of season one of Talking Simpsons, all of our season wrap-ups, the audio versions of our explorations of deleted scenes from seasons five and six so far and every season after that, all of Talking Critic, our monthly community podcasts, coming soon, Talking Futurama will be exclusive to the Talking Simpsons Patreon, also 23 episodes of Talking Critic, and I, I, there's just so much to list. We have interviews with people who work on the show, like Mike Scully, maybe Pond, Bill Oakley. There is so much going on there, and it's only $5 a month at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Remember, that's patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. And again, it will be the only place to find our upcoming Talking Futurama series. But enough with the sales pitch. I just wanted to let you listeners know that Henry and I are super hard at work on our two new series, Talking Futurama and our all-purpose animation podcast. We hit our $8,000 goal in January, and it's only been increasing since then, and we can't wait to show you what we've been working on. So please stay tuned to that. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of this live show. Well, I'm going to give my second favorite, and I feel like uh, it's going to be red meat for the crowd, but I'm going to shit on it a little bit, too. Whoa. Because it comes from the episode Marge versus the Monorail. Boo, the episode sucks. No, don't even try. I'm just kidding. I love the episode. But uh, but the job as a, a monorail conductor, like, is that technically a job? I mean, technically, it's mono thingy guy. <laughs> it's mono thingy guy. Is mono thingy guy a job? Let's look it up on Glassdoor, uh, which I did do, by the way. Hold on. I'll Ooh. get to that in a second. But but the idea that, like, what's the difference between your kid and his train set and a mon- monorail conductor? The monorail your kid doesn't ride in his train set. Like, it's kind of the same skill set. It's easy as fuck. Uh, uh, but what I ended up looking up, I, w- I desperately wanted to, and I spent hours doing it, looking up on Glassdoor. I wanted to find a Disneyland monorail conductor talking shit on their employer. 
<laughs> and I, I wanted to find, I wanted to find that out. I wanted to be like, you don't even, they're not even telling you. It's like a raccoon holocaust on that rail. <laughs> One <laughs> they star. Didn't care at all. I could not hotbox in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time the train took off without me. I didn't even know. Like, like I wanted to find some, but they classify every job review under Walt Disney World. So there's six thousand job, which is a really interesting read, by the way. See how <laughs> Disney employees are upset or how much they love their company. But what I. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Last door plug. Uh, we would like oh, yeah. an advertisement on our show. That'd be pretty cool. I defend my old company. Uh, the, the, I have some old, I have some reviews from my old company You're that I think are suspect and they need to delete. I think, <laughs> I think they put up fake Your ones. Your old boss is, is giving you the, the cut sign. There's been like four or five star <laughs> reviews on there recently. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Uh, HR wrote that one. All right. All right. Uh, focus. Focus. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> It's not about burning our enemies right now. Um, oh, it's about one of the best episodes of The Simpsons, yes. written by Conan O'Brien. And yes, I should have stopped for that haircut if you're disappointed by how I look. <laughs> um, but I did find out from this that monorail conductors in Disneyland, does anybody want to take a stab at how much they make an hour? Uh, 23? A lot more than they should? What'd you say? You were so close. You were so close. Try less. <laughs> what is it? It's Janet Jackson. What? Did someone just come off the street to yell Janet Jackson? Is this is this because you can see my nipple? Uh, can, can you be paid in Janet Jackson's? <laughs> Wait, is Janet Jackson on the twenty dollar bill yeah. now? If you were my okay, well, but what yeah. is it that they get paid? It for? is nine dollars an hour, which puts uh, it yeah yeah. Which puts it $2 above podcasters. So the villainous, the villainous <laughs> Walt Disney built the thing that killed the most people and then paid the conductor minimum wage? Yeah, Walt Disney really <laughs> went whole fucking hog on the, the idea of the monorail. Like It's kind of if you had a bunch of like aqua cars running around. Oh, we do have the cable cars, don't we? That's Maybe it will crush a minority. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> oh. It's what? That's true. That's true. But you don't see any monorails going up and down like fucking La Cienega right now. It, it, <laughs> It's maybe I mean, in the future. The documentary Roger Rabbit tells the story of that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to <laughs> take a trolley for a nickel. That is a, I love you guys. Let's drink later. If you're laughing that hard at a Roger Rabbit cloverleaf reference, I, uh, we're going to be real good friends. Goddamn. I bought it so I could dismantle thumb. it. But uh, yeah, the mo- like, uh, I love the Disney monorail, uh, but it's, it's one of my favorite episodes. It's my favorite job Homer ever had. But it's just the shittiest job he's ever had. He's a civil servant with no benefits. I think we were talking about on the commentary, like James L. Brooks comes in, who clearly has, he created the show, but has seen like four or five episodes. I'm giving James <laughs> L. Brooks shit. He's, I'm sure he's more involved. He's like, oh, I love Homer's outfit. What's the design? You just hear the writers in unison. Um, uh, Star Wars. Like, so James <laughs> L. Brooks didn't recognize Marge versus the Monorail and Star Wars in one sentence. <laughs> I mean, James O. Brooks was too busy making Mary Tyler Moore to watch Star Wars. Yeah. English, it took him 10 years to write. Well, I'm not he, gonna, can't go watch it Phantom Menace. He saved his best material for Spanglish, yes, right? I know. We all know that. <laughs> Who doesn't have it on standard definition DVD? <laughs> but wow, I'm getting booed. Bob got booed! Uh, but the best... But the best. Boo, it's yeah, you were saying you. Thank you. Somebody was saying boo Please yell out Simpsons references. It means I can talk less. Um, <laughs> but the best thing about being a monorail conductor is an assistant named Bidey. Yes. Yeah. I, we almost did it in unison. Uh, but <laughs> the cupcake holders are pretty nice. Yeah. The ability nice to extra. almost talk to Batman. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like I haven't made a good case for this. Well, you know who I... did get to talk to Batman? Oh, is oh God, my number good... one Simpsons jo- Homer job, and that is, you can call him at Klondike 5, 3226, that is Mr. Plow. Uh, that's... Why don't we sing? Yeah. Let's all sing along. Mr. Plow, that's, that's my name. name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe they were... You guys know the words? That's, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, um. yeah. <laughs> I think Mr. Plow is his best job for a lot of reasons. It was early enough in the run that it was still special that Homer did a different job, though not far enough that they felt like they had to explain how he did it on top of his job at the power plant or if he'd quit the power plant. I like that it had Homer's ingenuity. He's like, yeah, I will, I'll replace my car with a plow and make money off of it. But he could have done that without a costume, without a name, without a new identity. But Homer just like, yeah, I'm Mr. Plow. I'm going to be the Mr. Plow who plows driveways. And he does a really good job at it, too. It's one of the jobs Homer is best at. He clears out the uh, in front of the retirement castle. He clears out in front of the uh, elementary school. He even... Uh, takes Ned's money and doesn't plow his drive through. And if I could, if I could be a bit randy, he also oh. plows Marge. Oh, but he she does. really it, likes the jacket. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's sweet. That, right next to elbow nibbling, that uh, jacket yeah. really Why gets your motor Why don't you nibble elbows? In the course of doing this show, I have so many details about how Marge likes to get dicked that I'm fucking horrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, slow, then fast. Leave the jacket I off. Mean, slow, like, then fast. There, there was a cut scene in the, uh, oh my gosh, in the yeah. where she becomes a cop. That's, they cut that too hot for TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the only time I think we've seen Marge in a bra was yeah. in that deleted scene. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen it, it's, it's... It's on the Patreon, just 10 dollars a month eh? yeah. Yeah. we have the hottest Marge videos <laughs> oh god I don't know I've seen some ads for some uh, other did you wonder what all those videos. ads were for on Pornhub it goes straight to Talking <laughs> we, Simpsons we made those <laughs> like, uh, but okay Homer's so good at it too that he gets the keys to the city the only thing that stops Homer from being great at that job is his friend stealing it from true. him that's true and God. Yeah, and God eventually stops him. Well, but God ruins everything. Oh, yeah, right, boy, he sure does. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He does, yeah, and the God himself did have to stop that. Maybe that also shows how good Homer was. He was, <laughs> he was good at plowing to a blasphemous level. That's true. <laughs> wow, I never thought of it my favorite line of the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He could. He is a drunk. He did not get the Linda Ronstadt endorsements that Barney did. Oh. Also, that Homer is really good at driving the plow, in that he got it all the way up for Bidding Widow's Peak. Yeah, you're really episode. good at driving that car in two directions. <laughs> Again, hey, I would say I would dare anybody here to drive a plow on a rickety bridge and somehow live through it. And I will applaud anybody in this audience who loves a good sorcerer reference. Mm-hmm. One person! Oh, it's my friend Diana. <laughs> I will applaud anyone in of this audience. <laughs> I'll applaud anyone in this audience who can admit the wages of fear is way better. It is, oh. but it is oh. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Diana's wages of fear is very too. good. This is a different podcast. No, no, let's keep going. We gotta find <laughs> let's just talk about minutes. William Friedkin movies. So, yeah. Exorcist. No, Jade. He really didn't <laughs> care about his actor sitting. <laughs> what about Jade? Huh? <laughs> that poor little girl. <laughs> Killer Joe? Oh, with the one where Matthew McConaughey fucks a chicken wing? That did happen, people. It's wow. rated NC-17 for a reason. Uh, but Mr. anyway, so yeah, Mr. Homer, Homer oh, is a right. great driver and great at his job. He gets to meet Adam West. 
and Andy Pure snuggles up a storm. West. So I would say that that is why Mr. Plow is great. And he's the most memorable. Everyone remembers. Does this that appeal one. to you because he doesn't have a boss? I mean, yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> he's, all, he's a boss. He works one month a year. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, this is, that's why it's a good job. I would. I'm ready to buy a plow today. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, all right. So that is my pitch for my number one, and that's the one you'll be voting on after yes. these two say theirs. But no, vote for no, me. No, no, no. Mine, mine will be the one you're voting on because it is where Homer achieved his most highest degree of worldwide fame, and it's appropriate that tonight mm. the boring Grammys are happening, and you're here watching this instead. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, I want to talk about Homer's uh, brief flirt with uh, fame in the B sharps. Yeah. So again, this is not my favorite Homer job, but it is the one where he became the most famous. And we don't know how or why Homer formed a barbershop quartet in these flashbacks. Mm -hmm. But despite achieving worldwide fame, you have to remember when you watch every episode, he, Barney, Apu, and Skinner all have Grammys. And they were all worldwide <laughs> superstar musicians. So whenever Homer's in the office with Skinner talking about Bart... They have an existing relationship in which they were at the Grammys together. It's true. There, someday there will be like a sizzle reel with like Pat Benatar and Bruno Mars and the B-Sharps somewhere. And Principal Skinner. And, and, Principal and I mean, as, as a kid, this episode taught me like Grammys, like most award shows, are a farce. In fact, when Homer throws his Grammy away, nobody wants it. It's like, oh, it's a Grammy. Oh, it's a Grammy. They'd rather throw it back at him than get it. Yes. And yeah, that they, I mean, there's so many people who have won Grammys who aren't famous now that that's what Homer is in that universe. Barack it's like, Obama. It's like if you were to run into like the, dr the, the drummer of Right Said Fred or whatever. Be like, well, I, have a Grammy. <laughs> I feel like that, 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 that Grammy is propping something open in his house or something like that. <laughs> it's holding up a window in his single room occupancy unit. Who knows? Uh, let's, let's talk about the B-sharp. So... Homer is apparently a musician who can write songs. Who yeah. knew? Uh, I mean, we, we briefly see Grandpa playing the piano in the Christmas special, the first episode to air, so maybe he learned it through osmosis. Who knows? But they started out at Moe's performing solely for Barney, who was uh, apparently sexually attracted to all of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> or at least one of them. Yes. Yeah. On Bart's comment, who's touching me? He's like, oh, okay. So it's probably Skinner. <laughs> Skinner, yeah. Yeah. He, he longs for the, you know, button-down life with Skinner. Oh, yes. yes. And I mean, there's no more button-down life than with Seymour Skinner. That's it's, like, a, it's all buttons. It's like 5,000 buttons. <laughs> if I had to pick one B-sharp, I'd maybe pick Skinner. Even though his mommy won't let him out to play, mm. as I've heard. It is true. All right, everybody at the same time, which B-sharp would you fuck? <laughs> Hearing a lot of Apu out there. We're getting a lot. You know, you're right. It is Apu. He is the most eligible bachelor in town. Yes. This is pre-eight children, so you're good. You're good. So they started at Moe's. They Why branched out. Why that affect Apu? <laughs> they, uh, oh, they... when those sperm came out to me, like, oh, well, my dick will never be the same. Don't, don't do the Apu. Don't yeah. do the voice. You're right. You're right. Didn't you watch a documentary, Chris? I did. On, I did. Bad. But I didn't get paid for it. It's okay, right? <laughs> so they started out at Moe's, and they branched out by performing for old people, Christians, and convicts, the best audiences. <laughs> Uh, and what makes Homer great at this job is he's clearly the front man in the group. In fact, their agent wanted to name the group Handsome Homer Simpson Plus Three, which... Yes. I like it! But instead, I, it's my that's my favorite Barney line of all time. I like it! I yes. like it! Uh, I have texted that as an affirmative to people many times. We yes. just, I didn't know that's what he was doing for four years. Like, why do you say that? Can you please be here early? Oh, I like it! Like, I didn't know it was a we, Barney reference. Uh, we are sad men who create our own emojis because Apple won't answer our emails. It's true. <laughs> Simpsons reference emojis. I mean, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Money on what? the table there, man. What if we made a whole movie about emojis? No, no, no. No, no animation fans don't care for that? That would never happen. So 
Homer wrote an international hit with Baby on Board. He won a True. Grammy with Baby on Board, and he beat Dexy's Midnight Runners. It was the category of the outstanding soul spoken word or barbershop album of the year. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say, okay, I've, I've said some dirty things tonight, but I will say no one came on Eileen that night. It was very oh. sad. Uh, I'm retiring. Yeah. Uh, so, Tour Laura. Good night, everybody. After peaking with uh, Baby on Board, uh, the, the group uh, suffered from, from creative strife, and uh, they started writing songs about C. Everett Coop and Mr. T. Uh, I pity the fool who doesn't like he. And uh, eventually, as we saw, Barney was the, the John Lennon of the group, and creative differences drove them apart. And True. ultimately, the hammer came down when Us Magazine said they were not, and they are they're the governing... They decide whose careers make it and whose don't. True. They had called Alf hot, and they are not. Yes. Uh, are they the ones Alf... who have that interview with Stormy Daniels we can't read? <laughs> is no. Magazine? Oh, is that an exclusive? Oh, sorry. Trump fans, I'm very sorry. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so yes. sorry. She's lying. This is not the great place to do but San Francisco. But the, the B-Sharps were so big, they had gold albums. Yeah. They had their own funny foam. Yeah. They, they had their Homer own toxic merchandise. You think if you make... They were bigger than Jesus. Bigger than Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> who is I somewhere mean, right now beneath like 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 the amazing world of Gumball and, 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 and no, I love that show. That show's better. My than Jesus. my content has never blinded children, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting for that to happen. I wonder if my podcast have ever killed anyone. I did. I want to keep. I want to just stream that Pokemon episode every single day. That <laughs> oh, so uh, to close out here with the B Sharps, uh, they only reunited once, which is really weird. I mean, of course, it was a parody of Let It Be, but mm -hmm. I feel like. This is pure, based on when they came out with their material in the mid-80s, this could be a pure boomer nostalgia. They could be having reunions, revivals, <laughs> at least the state fair circuit. They could be still touring. A fucking Geico commercial. Yeah. They would totally be in a Geico commercial. To be sharps on your ship. That's surprising. <laughs> I mean, like, we learned in Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2 that Barney's job, quote-unquote job, is sucking coins out of the love tester. <laughs> Five people said it before you. Are you guys reading my... Did you guys get my Sucking notes? Sucking it on a love tester. But I, I mean, I'm That's shocked. That's a good way to get sick. Oh, I'm not exactly shocked they had no money because there's a million stories of one-hit wonders who are just like, no, I'm poor. Now I'm just... I, I'm true. just the pina colada guy forever. Bay Area's no hammer. I gotta say Is he here? <laughs> no. <laughs> MC Hammer, yeah. He's Oakland, man. Yeah. I cannot see the person who's talking. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the flowers. Oh, yeah, see, I'm right, right? Yeah, All I know is the flock of seagulls guy is very bitter. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> These I are all things we learned from VH1's Behind the Music. Exactly. The he 90s. has to keep that haircut for life now. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be buried in that haircut. But yes, that is why the B-Sharp's job is my ultimate Homer job. He achieved mm. worldwide fame that is quickly brushed away, and we never hear about it again. And he met George Harrison, who was less exciting than a plate of brownies. That's been done. R.I.P. George Harrison yes. and those brownies. We don't have the death jingle to play. We don't. Death stalks you at every turn. There it is. Hey, do not make fun. You don't know how many of you are going to be alive by the time this episode posts. <laughs> to do, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to bring it. No. Is not George Harrison the best Beatle? Is that what I'm hearing from the audience? Is this where the show is going? We do have time to fill. <laughs> we, we got time. Yes. Who's the, who's the best Beatle? Apu. Uh, George. Volkswagen. I need my notes for this um, because my real choice, and it was part of my intro, is Poochie the Rockin' Dog. I, I love... Yeah, Remember, it deserves it. Applauding Poochie is not applauding me. Separate the two. <laughs> you don't have to like me to like the Poochie episode because it's fucking great. Chris, it's Scratchy and Poochie. We, had, we did rastify you by 10% before you came out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, like, uh, I, like, 
looking into what Poochie, what spawned Poochie, what did we agree on? He's like, if if Scrappy Doo fucked the Kool Aid Man. Like, like, he, I, I just thought he is Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm extreme and I can't stop talking. And like somehow Homer gets that gig, and I don't know, like I don't know about you, but I've been podcasting for ten years. I think voice acting is a pretty cush gig, and that is a fucking weed reference, so applaud me. No, I, uh, uh, no, I think it looks like it's a gig I've wanted that no one's ever offered, but my voice is all I have, and no one wants to use me, despite me not having any improv skills or impressions and a cognitive disability to memorize lines. That no one's ever made the offer. Okay, but Homer do, got it. You do a cool dog right now. Do What's your cool dog voice? I, I'm a dog who sounds like Hitler. Oh, Why? Why was that bad? I, that's, that was my, the first take in an audition. I did Hitler dog. Um, uh, well, we'll call you. That Hitler was a less, a less popular Dude, that is like, character. That is like, that, it'd still be, come on. You did 12-ounce mouse adult swim. Give me a shot. This, this um, <laughs> Hitler dog. Um, but voice actors. So it made me look in like, how much does a voice actor make? Because I'm shallow and that's all I care about. Uh, but, but, I looked into how much the Simpsons cast members made. Does anybody have any idea how much the Simpsons cast members made? If someone just said so fucking much and two million, I guess it depends on how much you make. We are in the Bay Area. Probably some of you in the audience can buy and sell me a thousand times over. Uh, but uh, they started out making 30 grand an episode. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nothing. Except well, the that first it's, it's, year, it's they, Fox has to like times what a podcaster makes per episode. <laughs> Casper mattresses will not save you. They, uh, they, but, but in the first year, like Fox must have made at least like five hundred million dollars off. Of but it. they were a growing network. It, it took them ten years to make one hundred and twenty-five k an episode. Pretty good. Twenty-two episodes a year. I looked into it. They, they with the episodes we're in, they made a, a like a best of every or sorry a clip show every year for the yeah. Simpsons. But it's it's come down to twenty-one, twenty-two episodes a year. So in two thousand four, I'm guessing. Partially due to the Simpsons' popularity, merchandise, uh, mm. and the I don't give a fuck attitude of the actors. This could be canceled whether they like it or not. I'm already rich. They, sh- they all <laughs> got together and had a strike. And how much did they end up making? $250,000 an episode, uh, which rose as high as $400,000 an episode in that 2008. That means Dan Castellaneta can, can rent a one-bedroom apartment in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that holdout for more money was referenced on the show too. When Homer in the, when Homer is celebrating mid-season with his uh, banner, he's says like, "Oh, I love animated shows where I don't have to pay the actor squat." And then when Ned walks by with a very different voice, saying, uh, "He can't, he can replace him and not tell the diddly difference." That was a reference to behind the scenes the uh, Fox oh, no, saying they could replace. Fox is like, we can replace these guys. And we don't need them. Like, it, right when they were doing that episode, I don't know if you remember it, because The Simpsons was usually paired with uh, Married with Children, and they introduced yeah. that little kid, Seven, on Married with... Yeah, no one remembers it. Don't applaud it. Don't even look at me like you know what I'm talking about. But it, Because like no one remembers that, but it was like right after The Simpsons, at the same period, mm-hmm. Married with Children is pooching its own show. And The <laughs> Simpsons true. at its area of pooching itself and instead makes a joke about it and then changes the vernacular on what that is... With the joke. From then on, That's Homer's job great. became the uh, just the shorthand for the yes. new character, the Rude. Yes, yeah. and now when, you, when you're talking about a Scrappy-Doo, you say Poochie instead of it, Scrappy-Doo. I think at the time... Also, without the microphone is a point to make. <laughs> what is it? Oliver Syndrome. Cousin Oliver. Cousin Oliver Cousin Syndrome. Oliver started are, you, are you 50? 
I do. I know who that is. I think at the time uh, with the strike, Fox uh, was mad at The Simpsons because Family Guy was much cheaper. They're like, why yeah. can't you be as cheap as this bad show? If you think that's bad, take 50% of my paycheck. And that's what they did. They now, they now, make, uh, they now make half of what they did in 08, which is, yeah, I know, boo, they only make $8.8 million. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> and, and I, I don't, and I, again, I hesitated to bring up the statistic because I did as much research as I could. Blame a website called Backstage.com. I tried to look into the residuals that the Simpsons actors get. Because remember, I'm talking about Poochie, a voice acting gig, why it's the most lucrative. And they said, and I'm not going to do the math. We're not the authority, but we are the best fucking Simpsons podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And with, with that in mind, don't put this on fucking Wikipedia and make a little link to us, because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because, but, but that, so with all that in mind. With all that in mind, the FXX buyout of The Simpsons to syndicate it was roughly a billion dollars. Right? Yes, a billion dollars. Remember, uh, build that wall, your kids don't have books. Um, and uh, that, that breaks down to $1.5 million an episode. It was reported on that website that the performers get 6% of every single episode. And I'm not going to tell you what that number is in, and I looked it up and it was 90000 But I don't, want you to, I don't want you to put it on Wikipedia. I don't know that that's true. I've never been paid that much in my life. Uh, like, but a residual from The Simpsons looks like it's more than what any of you make in a year from a single episode. That's so much money for Nancy Cartwright to give to Scientology. It is. It's it really is. Thing. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> they, they've got uh, several secrets. It really well, is. We know. They're having a, a hard time. <laughs> no one's selling the cookies. Did people groan because we made fun of Scientology? You, no. Do you have any idea how many Thetans I saw outside? It's because they don't have enough money. We are giving personality tests after the show. We're, pr we're relatively close to the San Francisco part with it. But, True. Uh, but yeah, I think also, I think Homer would make less money on Poochie, though, because that was clearly a non-union gig. Like, Homer didn't <laughs> join right. SAG to be that part. I think like, that sounds like the best gig ever. Because when we were talking about, we've been doing the show for a while, we were talking about Harry Shearer not wanting to come back to the show. And they're like, the negotiations, I know it's a little booish, but Harry Shearer's, a, I, I don't want to lose him, but he's a fucking prick. Uh, but but he also doesn't give a shit. He has enough money, and I, he has a radio show that I really like. And, and, and but like the idea that like uh, they're like Harry, you can just phone in the show, and you'll get millions of dollars a year. And he still said no. Yeah, it is like, actually true. Several uh, several actors record remotely. Remotely, yeah. yeah. And like it's it's. Can you Skype in Marge Simpson, please? What? We've all wanted to work from home. It sucks, by the way. Don't do that. I like oh, it. Oh, I do like that. it. Don't do that. Don't do that. You have a fight. You have a f one fight with your girlfriend and you're sleeping in your studio. <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, but, but yes, I choose Poochie and voice actor. And you made the joke when we were talking about this that in universe, we want to figure out a way to shoehorn ourselves into a Simpsons episode. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like Bart and Lisa doing a podcast about every episode of Itchy and Scratchy where they eventually get to the point where like, dad was in an episode? Like, yeah, there was a year where your dad ruined your favorite show. And like, but that means Homer still gets paid. And if he gets paid Simpsons money, the Simpsons are set for this. Well, they only made two episodes with Poochie in it. Yeah, that we know. True. Yeah, that we know. That's There's true. An original ending to that Planet Needs Me horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a legally binding contract that he'd never ever come back. So. Yes, and all the all the kids cheered. I, Yay! Look, Poochie is really like in the top ten of Simpsons figures. I would have tattooed on my body. Mm. <laughs> What? Right. Yeah. What? Where, Chris? Mm -hmm. Where? Where? Where would you like it? 
Maybe mowing my pubic hair. Uh, what? The lower back. Lower back? I get a tramp stamp with Poochie? Uh, it's, fucking, it's fucking pinky I and prefer, thumb sticking out like right over my asshole. I, I, prefer, yeah. I prefer the less slut-shamey version, ass antlers. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like that. So I think it's time for us to vote. Yeah, let's Gotta vote, put people. It to a vote. Yeah, okay. It's time for you guys to vote. Yeah. I've decided and everybody it's me. has to vote. That's why we're in this mess. So, Henry, <laughs> say what your job was. All right, so... What do I hear for Mr. Plow? Uh, pretty good. There are too many people clapping. Uh, what do I hear for the frontman of the B Sharps? A little higher. I think my I think my Plow had it more. Is this where you embarrass me again? Uh, let's see. Uh, so, uh, so what does everybody say for Poochie the Rockin' Dog? <laughs> That's, oh boy! You I know think- it. I think it was Henry. Yeah, yeah, it's selfish to say Mr. It's I think it was Mr. Plow. Henry only thank chose you. the best episode ever for his job. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it? thank you so much for coming, everybody. We're talking Simpsons. Totally. Yeah, find yeah. us at talkingsimpsons.com. I think you all know who we are. That's where we are, and we all appreciate you being here. And we're gonna do more shows yes. like this in the future. So totally. please come back to San Francisco yeah. or just stay here. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're Thanks everybody you. who came out. Thanks thank you. Piano fights, catch Thanks everybody at Piano Fights. We're gonna hang out and have a drink at the bar. We'll be so. here. Wow, infotainment.